I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Joining me here on CBS Sports Radio, one of the lead NFL writers for CBSSports.com, John Breach joins me. JB, Jody Mack here. How you been? How's your summer? Uh, I am fantastic, Jody. Summer is awesome. I'm hyped up for training camp. Everything's going well. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for jumping in. All right, yes, a bunch of camps have opened up. Everyone will be open by this time next week. And there are a lot of expectations on a lot of teams coming into this year. I want to talk. With, uh, start with one specific team because I did a uh, YouTube show this morning. I do an Eagles show Monday through Friday. And I'm a little nervous about the Eagles coming into this year in this vein. They've got the most talented team in the NFC. They won the NFC last year. They lost a bunch of free agent defensive players and two of their coordinators. Yet nobody is scared away from picking the Eagles to be the best team in the NFC. I'm starting to get nervous because... Everybody likes the Eagles, and no one is suggesting anyone else in the NFC other than the Eagles. Are the Eagles far and away the best team in the NFC, or is there too much Eagle braggadocia going on? Uh, well, I think that both those things can be true, right? I mean, everyone's loving the Eagles right now. The hype train is at full speed, and it should be. I mean, look, you look at their roster, you look at uh, – obviously coming off a season where they went to the Super Bowl and won the NFC. And then you look around the rest of the NFC. The whole conference is so watered down, it's hard to see a team dethroning them. Uh, I think their two biggest competitors to me right now are the 49ers, but obviously they have such a huge question mark at quarterback that you can't possibly feel comfortable picking them ahead of the Eagles. You know, maybe we get to mid-August and they say, hey, Brock Purdy is going to be our week one starter. He's going to play the whole season. Then you feel a little bit better, but he's still a second-year quarterback and has never played a full season, so you don't know how he's going to hold up. Uh, And then the other team I think that people are kind of sleeping on is the Cowboys. Look, I know every year Cowboys fans say, "Uh, we're going to win the Super Bowl, and for the past 30 years they've been wrong. But, man, the Cowboys – 
have a pretty stacked roster. They brought in Stephon Gilmore. They brought in Brandon Cooks. They've won 12, at least 12 games in each of the past two seasons. They won this division recently. And so I feel like they are Philadelphia's biggest competition in the NFC. I like your stance, and most people agree with you that those are the top three teams. I'll ask you about a team that I think is slightly underrated who are outside those top three. But first on the Cowboys, agreed. They go out and get Cooks. They needed a better number two wide receiver between CD, behind C.D. Lamb, and they get Cooks for a, a fair price at most. They didn't overpay to get him. And they went out and got Gilmore, who, while he's not the player he once was, is certainly better than what they had on the other side of Diggs last year. So kudos to them for upgrading two positions where they needed upgrading. How the Cowboys going to be a tight end? How the Cowboys going to be a kicker? Yeah. I mean, those are two fair questions. Uh, You know, the kicking question is a big one. We all remember what happened to them in the playoffs. And, you know, you're kind of running with two inexperienced kickers. But the thing is, there's kicking competitions all around the NFL. Kickers will get cut in August. And I think that's when you'll see the Cowboys possibly bring in someone else. I mean, we saw uh, the Lions cut Michael Badgley yesterday. Badgley had a pretty strong 2022 season. Maybe the Cowboys give him a look. So I do think there will be kickers out there for them. The tight end question, also an interesting one with the loss of Dalton Schultz, but I think adding Brandon Cooks uh, will make them less reliant on the tight end. That doesn't mean that the tight end still won't be a focus of that offense, but I do think it will give them some time to kind of get their new tight ends in there and say, hey, can Jake Ferguson be this guy that replaces Dalton Schultz or Luke Schoenmaker? Can one of those two guys? They'll have a few weeks to get warmed up because you. I just think Dak Prescott's going to be saying, hey, look, I got two receivers now. Really, for the first time, I got Brandon and C.D. Lamb. Uh, so I think they'll be okay to start the season, even if they don't have kind of that number one tight end yet. Fair enough. I just think it's, and this is not you, and it's not this week. It's the same in the NFL for the past 20 years. And eh, we'll just go find a kicker. And then <laughs> until the kicker starts missing extra points in postseason games, they go, oh, my God, we need a new kicker. And you don't sweat about getting a new kicker because there'll just be one out there that we'll find on the street at some point. I just think it's kind of ironic. Um, Here's the team in the NFC that I think is being slightly, not tremendously, but slightly undersold. That's the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks could be as high as the third best team in the NFC. I think they could actually be better than Dallas. Um, as far as weapons go, they've got as good a twosome, and they added a first-round wide receiver in the draft this year. As far as running backs go, I think they've got two talented young players who will be sharing the load this year, and they'll be able to run the ball. And, yeah, I've been an anti-Geno Smith guy for a while since he kind of did nothing for my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. But go back and check what he did last year. Look at his numbers. Look at his game film. He was damn good. I think he can have that season again this year. If he does, I think Seattle's in the mix. Number one of the Seahawks underrated, adding Wagner back to that defense. No, he's not the player he once was, but they need a stable guy right in the middle, and he's that guy. Uh, do you think Geno can be as good this year as he was last year? I mean, that's asking a lot. You know, it's kind of like with the 49ers with Brock Purdy, where you don't know what he's going to be in year two, and you don't know what Geno Smith. He's never shown sustained success in his career. And really, you know, Geno was phenomenal last year. Let's not – I'm not going to understate that. But 
to that end, he kind of trailed off at the end of the season. You really look at his last four or five games, and he was not the same quarterback he was uh, through the first three-fourths of the season. I think he threw five of his 11 interceptions uh, from December on. His his numbers just weren't where they were, and I don't know if that's because defenses started to figure him out, if he just started struggling and he regressed back to the Geno that we all know and love from before last year. Uh, so I'm just not overly confident that we're going to see the Geno Smith that we saw in 2022. I do think the Seahawks are going to be a good team. I do think they can absolutely make the playoffs, but I don't. I wouldn't put them in that top tier with the Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers. All right, so that's the NFC. Then you go over to the AFC, which is quarterback central. They've got great young quarterbacks. They've got a new veteran quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers coming in, who wasn't in the AFC last year. And they've got two yet-to-be-extended quarterbacks who are both outstanding. We knew this offseason there would be some major quarterback movement in the salary structure division. And the Eagles got Jalen Hurts done first, and it helped the Baltimore Ravens get Lamar Jackson done. But everyone talked about all those guys, including Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert with the Bengals and the Chargers, respectively. And neither one of those deals has gotten done, and there have been some conversations, but as far as I've been able to note, and you know better than me, that's your beat, um, not close. I don't think you'd say either one of them are close to getting something done. Most t- players and teams don't like to do in-season negotiations, so you've got about eight weeks before the season gets underway. Anything going to happen with either Burrow or Hurts as far as an extension goes? You know, the one thing I will say is that both of these teams historically have been able to keep negotiations pretty quiet. You know, they're both where you have they're owned by families, the Spanos is in L.A. and and the Browns in Cincinnati. And so you just don't get a lot of leaks. And so I don't think anybody, you know, people can say, hey, this is where I think the negotiations are. But I don't think anybody really has a good idea. I think this is going to be one of those situations where we're going to see announcement at sometime in August, like, oh, they got the deal done. Uh, I think if you're the Bengals, you absolutely want to get your Joe Burrow done deal done before Herbert gets done with the Chargers, because if Herbert gets his contract first, that might start the Bengals negotiations all over, because Joe Burrow is going to say, well, I can't make less than Justin Herbert. I mean, look, I've been to the Super Bowl, two straight AFC title games. I have to be making more than him. But if you get that deal done first, then it's going to be harder for Justin Herbert to kind of push the market past Joe Burrow since he doesn't really have the same track record just yet. You know, either way, these guys are going to be making Lamar Jackson money, which is $52 million a year. So I do think both deals get done before the start of the season. Uh, You know, so that's sometime in the next six weeks. But I don't think either team is in a rush right now. So kudos to the Eagles for getting to the table first and getting Hurts done with. And the domino fell with Lamar, but you're saying – You think it'll fall with the next two, but it surely hasn't fallen yet. All right, along those lines of resetting the market, Kansas City going to have a problem with Chris Jones? Quinn and Williams signed a new fat deal with the Jets and kind of kicked the number up for highest-paid defensive tackle. Jones is a guy who's done it for longer at a higher level, certainly, than Quinn and Williams. They were talking about a contract extension. Seems like those uh, talks have been put on hold because if I'm Chris Jones, my number just changed because the market changed. Is Kansas City got a problem, got an issue? Is Jones going to either hold in or hold out? How do you think that plays in KC? 
Yeah, I think the Chiefs are probably crossing their fingers right now and saying, all right, we're reporting the training camp in a day or two, and let's hope Chris Jones is there. And I think if he shows up, that's kind of that show of goodwill. If he doesn't show up, uh, then you got a problem. I mean, plain and simple, because you need Chris Jones. That defense needs Chris Jones. He's such a huge part of that, and we've seen – uh, you know, how big that defense comes up for the Chiefs. I mean, obviously, Patrick Mahomes and that offense, they generate all the headlines. But, you know, we've seen an AFC title game against the Bengals. You know, they held the Bengals to, uh, what, like 20, 20 points, I think, last year. And so that's on the defense for kind of shutting down that Cincinnati offense. And so Chris Jones is a key guy. So if he does not show up to training camp, I think they have a problem. If he does show up, I think they'll figure something out. Uh, but, yeah, they've got to make sure there's no drama there heading into the season. Don Breach, NFL writer, report of CBSSports.com, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, for the last however many months uh, when both of the guys became available after being cut, uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been a major free agent who was sitting out there, got signed. Dalvin Cook, major free agent who hasn't been signed yet. Hopkins ends up in Tennessee, which – I'm telling you, it was the highest uh, offer that he had, and I hit that one on the head because I said, he's not ring chasing, he's still money chasing, and Tennessee made him the best offer, and that's why he's now a Titan. What's going to happen with Dalvin Cook? Number one, just how much is he worth on the open market and the overall way that running backs are or aren't paid in the NFL? Is this going to go on for a while that Dalvin Cook's just not going to find anybody who's going to be willing to get into the salary neighborhood he wants to play in? Uh, you know, I, I think his salary neighborhood probably changed now that he saw what happened uh, on the franchise tag deadline day where he's saying, all right, well, Saquon Barkley, who was the entire Giants offense, he couldn't get an extension. Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing last year. He couldn't get an extension. Uh, and so I, if Dalvin Cook's asking price was near $10 million a year, I do not think it's that anymore. I, you know, we just saw Joe Mixon restructure his contract to take a pay cut. Yep. Uh, so I, I think that Dalvin Cook will probably be a little bit more realistic about his number going forward. And once he comes to grips with the, uh, you know, the reality that he's probably going to have to take 6 to $8 million a year if he can even get that then I think he signed. So I won't be surprised if he signs somewhere in the next 10 days because I think if you're a team, you want him to be there for training camp, learning your offense. Uh, so he's just got to suck it up, take take the smaller pay. He's not going to get $10 million a year. And once he accepts that, I don't think he'll be surprising at all. And, you know, the Dolphins, there's teams out there that are willing to sign him, just not at the number he wants. So as soon as he says, all right, I'll take the lower the lower money, then I think we'll see him signed. Is there anything that the players or their union in conjunction with the players can do to adjust the direction of salary for running backs in the league? I I, I don't know the answer, so I'm asking you a tough question. Uh, people are uh, certainly coming to the uh, defense of these top flight running backs who can't get guaranteed money and long-term extensions and the like. It's just the direction the NFL is heading. Is there anything that can be done to turn that ship around? It's tough just because you have a position that has really been devalued, that teams don't want to invest a lot of money because they've looked at how the NFL has changed over the past decade. I mean, you look at these teams that are getting to the Super Bowl. They are not paying their running backs big money. 
Uh, and, you know, I saw someone, I, I can't even remember, it's a former NFL player, uh, who who, rec- who had suggested the other day there's a performance-based pay pool uh, that the league does for – it's basically a bonus check that players get at the end of the season if they did not make a lot of money but they played in a lot of games. It usually goes to uh, – if you're a sixth-round pick and all of a sudden you're starting games, you're only making 500000 you'll get a huge check, and that maybe running backs should get a bigger chunk of that. Uh, but other than that, you kind of have to rewrite the collective bargaining agreement to say, hey, look, how about running backs' contract, rookie contracts only last three years instead of five years? Because that's what's crushing them is that they're getting beat up for four years. They're getting beat up for five years. And, you know, it's like buying a new car. The thing loses value as soon as you drive off the lot, and that's how teams are kind of treating running backs right now. Uh, So there's no great way to fix the problem. And, oh, by the way, that would be great if they could renegotiate with the CBA. CBA only has seven more years to run on it. (laughs) By the time the CBA runs out, every back that is in the National Football League will no longer be in the National Football League because their shelf life is what it is. Uh, Good, great points on both by you, but I don't know that either one of them are going to come to fruition. All right, we uh, are opening up camps all over the league Different teams do it differently. Some actually do still practice with pads on and like. Others believe the best way to handle getting ready for a season is to not get your guys cut. Is there a better way? If you put a hard divide on it, go soft, go hard. What does John Breach think the best way to get ready for an NFL season is? Well, I, so the thing is, like, the only way to get ready for NFL speed is to practice at NFL speed. I do, like, during the season, I think that you need to go as light as possible. You don't want your players to get injured. Uh, but, and also, getting into game shape, you need to play in games and play at game speed. I know all these guys are obviously working out year-round, but there's a difference between working out in the gym and, and being in game shape where you're just moving nonstop once the whistle blows. So if I'm a coach and I'm running a training camp, I am absolutely, I would probably spend 50 or 60% of my practices going full speed. And then the other 50, 40 or 50 kind of keeping it light to make sure the injuries are cut down and that the guys enjoy what they're doing. Uh, But I am definitely working some full speed stuff in there. John, great stuff. Uh, check him out on CBSSports.com. He'll be getting you prepped and ready for the season, and then you want to read them all year long as well. We appreciate you jumping in with us today. Thank you much. Yep, thanks for having me, Jody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.